Hello and welcome back to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people. I have just sit down, set my audio settings, and have begun recording. I have no script in front of me and I don't have that much important to say, but I felt like I should say that because I don't. Yeah, I've got, I'm working, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I mean, most of the time I'll actually like sit down and I'll think to myself, all right, say welcome to the show, introduce your guest, talk about the topic, are there any notes, Uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. But here I am, here we go. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for listening to this if you do. Check out C-U-Y-A-D-K.TV, that is koyadk.tv or kaya if you're from the midwest around the Cuyahoga Bay anyway I used to be a death knight in Ohio um so yeah thank you for being here really this is great um I'm Dave I'm going to talk to Michelle we're going to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street part two Freddy's Revenge we've already talked about the first one and the series in general we talk about the series in general in this one and uh so here's some information just because a few of the things I'm about to say we may not have known during the recording, so you can go into it with more information than we had. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. I may, Did I say Freddy's Dead? Freddy's Revenge was released in 1985. It was directed by Jack Shoulder. Uh, Robert England played Freddy Krueger. There was some confusion about that this week. I don't think in this recording, but there was some confusion about whether or not he played Freddy or just was in a cameo in the bus drive. Uh, there was a lot of... This movie, I think, has gone through a lot of Mandela kind of stuff because people, I feel like, did not like this movie. I think the first two are... I'm really getting off topic. The first two are maybe my favorite as a pair. Um... But a lot of people seem, I think it's so known and either hated or just culturally hot <laughs> that people know about it and may be confused about what actually takes place in the film. Uh, I'm definitely babbling right now. But anyway, Mark Patton plays Jesse Walsh and Kim Myers plays Lisa Weber. Uh, Kim White Myers is not Meryl Streep. That was another thing that might come up. So anyway, I'm kind of bouncing all around, all over the topic of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And as you may, you may notice that if I do start talking about it, I will accidentally record the entire podcast by myself. So without further ado, uh, here is Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. That's great. I'm really on the ball today. Yay! I've been re- I've been recording. Now we're both being recorded. I've been recording only you, so oh. I'll have all your reactions to me talking about pickling. <laughs> Even though <laughs> now I'm re- I'm really yeah wow okay it's fine. Me going wow whoa that's awesome. Right, so that'll be Just funny. Just to throw in here and there. I like that. <laughs> Right, let's see. I'm looking through my notes. Did you watch uh, Freddy's Revenge? You know, I didn't watch it again, but I feel like I've seen it enough times. That... I feel like you are like you're one of those people with this series. There are certain people that have like a certain type of fan thing that they'll just they just know it, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you like when I was talking to you last time, I was like. What's the line the guy says about the thing? And like, you knew exactly what it was, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. I mean, 
for the most part. Sometimes my memory does not serve me well, but usually since I've seen it so many times, I'm able to remember bits and pieces. And as we talk about it more, I'm going to remember more things. Yeah, I wonder if there's anything I have an encyclopedic knowledge of. I know a lot about Vampire the Masquerade. I don't know what that is. I'll tell you. Well, last I actually I explained to you last time that it's a tabletop oh, role right. play that's game right. like that's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's the I'm other sorry. thing I talk about. It's one of the other things I talk about on this podcast nonstop. Um, sort of like last time, and I, I, yeah, I wish that I kind of had done a little bit of research on the on. Uh, how this movie came to be and the people who worked on it. Uh, and I didn't, but probably anything, any questions that we, you know, that we come across, I'll probably end up looking up and, you know, in the, in the preamble to this part, I'll probably talk about okay. anything that I want to correct or I'll talk about who made this movie and stuff. Um, all right. Yeah. So a nightmare on Elm street to Freddy's revenge. Yes. It's got the butt bumping. The butt bumping. You texted me and it said butt dumping. Do you know that? Did I say that? <laughs> well, no you autocorrected to dumping. <laughs> that is perfect. Oh, yeah. It's just the one butt dump scene. <laughs> butt dump scene. Yes, that's right. And he... It's, I don't even know what the hell the toy he has is that we talked about that he's like, but it's, it's a thing where there is like a sleeve on some kind of a shaft and you pull it down and a ball pops out of it. So it's perfect that when the girl walks in, Lisa, who's great, he's just holding it at his crotch, ready to pop it just in a very masturbatory kind of gesture and, uh, very embarrassing in front of poor Lisa. Very you want to know what somebody said? I mentioned this oh. movie to somebody, mm-hmm. and they said, that's the one with Meryl Streep in it, and I shit my pants, and we spent 10 minutes looking at, scrambling at IMDb, trying to find out if he was telling the truth or not. And was he? I don't remember Meryl Streep being in that. It's Lisa. No. Don't you think she looks like Meryl Streep? I'm maybe like a little bit like the nose. Like Yeah. Unfortunately, she is she must be twenty years younger than Meryl Streep at the time. That's what I was saying the whole time. I was like, there's no way Meryl Streep was twenty years old in nineteen eighty four. That no. was my entire argument. <laughs> and it turned out that she No, but it, and actually, anecdotally, she was hired because she looked like Meryl Streep. That's the story. But like he said that oh. to me, and I I pictured her in my head, and I like I really like the blood drained from my body. I was like, if that's Meryl <laughs> Streep, I'm gonna blow my ass apart. Oh my <laughs> yeah, that's ext- I don't know where I was going with that one. You were having a very extreme reaction to this yeah sometimes sometimes i react to things in a strangely uh speculatively violent manner sometimes you know someone says yeah do you sometimes you know i'm watching the sixth sense and bruce willis is dead and it makes me want to jump into the river (laughs) (laughs) it makes me want to throw myself into the river that kind of thing oh you're just very passionate about film I'll take it as that. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Sometimes I overreact. 
<laughs> in general about Fillmore. <laughs> so I don't know. This is the least. This movie is probably the movie in which Freddy Krueger achieves the least amount of revenge. He... I'd say so. <laughs> the first movie is all about him having revenge. Uh, Nancy's right. mother is very specifically being revenged upon. Uh, the third one, he's still fucking with Nancy. I'm not really sure, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but how does he even end up at the mental institution? Like, does some Springfield kid bring him there, kind of? So, wow, and, like, I'm sad because it's actually my favorite one in the series, it's and I the, can't remember it, why. I feel but like it I has to... Because, I think it's because, like, all some of those kids might have been hospitalized because... Right, they already yeah, were being haunted. And, like, the people... Oh, yeah, one of the... The first girl that went in there, she, like, was having dreams. I remember in the beginning of the movie, she's making the papier-mâché house of... Or, yeah, 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 know, yeah. Yeah, it's the house. she ends up in the hospital because she's having the nightmare. She's dreaming about... Nancy's and house. then they're all like, "Yeah, we're dreaming about him too," or she tells them, or something. The, uh, Patricia Arquette's character. Oh yes, and she's only yeah. in that one, and she gets recast. In the meadow, and he is getting. Actually, maybe I shouldn't. Wow, maybe I should stop right now. <laughs> Do you have you seen The Last of Us? Yes. Do you like it? I love it. Do you, should I? I didn't. I didn't expect to. Because my boyfriend's like, oh, it's based on a video game that I used to play. And I'm like, oh, lame, a video game. I don't want to watch this. But I love it. And I love Pedro. And I just, oh, it's so it's good. Very, it's very, it's. my friggin' eyes out. Yeah. It's extreme. It's a, it's okay. a hardcore TV show. It's very good. It's intense. Uh, so I should not tell you what happens in the second season. Yeah, don't tell me. I, I kind of maybe try not to think too hard about some of the things I just said. Okay. <laughs> I'm very sorry if I've already done it. No, it's okay. You know, honestly, by the time it's back on TV, mm. I'm going to have forgotten what you even said. Okay. Um, I pretty much already have forgotten what you said. Good. So I'm glad. You probably don't know specifically what I'm referring to, but I did slip something. I did not. Okay, good. Great. Mm -hmm. Then then great. Also, when if you listen to this when I publish it, don't listen to this part. Okay, I'll, skip over that. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit in something. Yeah, and I will just go blah, 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 and then, you know, listen again. Tell that puppy that I, I love them. Okay, Dave loves you. Don't cry. Oh, she, the, the puppy is crying, he or she? Well, they're whining a little bit. All oh, 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 they all were. Two okay. Two she's and one he, and the neighbors how dare they backed out of their driveway. And oh, I can't just... believe it. I know. They have the unmitigated gall. <laughs> Unreal. The Unbelievable. There's something funny about, and again, this is totally uh, getting ahead of ourselves and out of nowhere, but the thing, yeah, I, I because you mentioned the paper mache house, which I love, I love that yeah. some part of the fact that she's haunted, she's driven to build this, are there popsicle sticks involved? But anyway, but I love the house. I love that imagery. I love, is it the end of the third one where the light comes on in the paper mache house? Like that's the sting. Yeah. That's so cool. The three, four and five are three, four and five are chef's kiss. Perfect. That's a, that's the trilogy. Mm hmm. 
So the house, Nancy's house, the house. 1428 Elm. In Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. When they flash back to Freddy with his daughter as a child, they are living in that house. So my question is, did Nancy's mother kill this man and then somehow get the house cheap at like a police auction when they sell the psychologically impacted house where a murder took place? They are living in Freddy's house. And that's not, I don't even think that might just be a weird plot hole. Because in the first movie, that's definitely not intended. But by the sixth movie, it goes from being Nancy's house to Freddy's house. I don't remember that little twist. And it's been so long since I've watched them all through. I almost like, feel like someone like, might not have been paying attention. Like, I get to Dream Warriors and I'm like, that one was so good. How could I possibly continue? And sometimes Dream Master. But I'm like... Dream Master, I feel like I feel like Dream Master is a really good follow up to three. Yeah. Uh, it's not as it's like it's it would be. I mean, three is really I feel like if we went and like surveyed people, three would be the clear favorite. I feel like people like it. I feel like it's the best one. I get a lot of people telling me that. And, like, honestly, as far as, like, when I've gotten my Nightmare merch and stuff, because I just like to get T-shirts and whatnot. Like, oh, I find yeah. a lot. I find a lot for Dream Warriors. Yeah, it's it is it is a really good one, and it's popular, and it's got Nancy in it. But yes, so Freddy takes revenge on Nancy, mm -hmm. uh, and then really after that, it sort of becomes this thing where like he just kind of every time, maybe not every time, but he kind of just well, first of all, he's going to kill everyone in Springwood. Springwood slasher, yeah. Springwood. He's just going to kill everyone in Springwood because. You know, then he has to, like, kind of ride on, uh, you know, human characters in order to get out of Springwood. And then, you know, there's the whole thing into Freddy versus Jason and the sixth yes. movie where uh, Springwood has just, for the, you know, there is a conspiracy to forget about him. They don't talk about him because if people start dreaming about him and rumors, the more people talk about him, the more powerful he becomes. And that's how he returns. But mm -hmm. my whole point here really is that all of the revenge that he does take many revenges throughout this series. But this second movie is really just about him harassing someone. Yeah, pretty much. He picks like one and he, you know. Yeah. And well, it is the kid that's in the house, so it makes sense. Right. But he's not. First of all, he won the first movie. Mm -hmm. So there's no revenge to, <laughs> to be had on someone moving into the house. Unless, really, this kind of supports the idea that it's just his house. Nancy's mom killed Fred Krueger and then got the house cheap on a police auction. Unbelievable. That's and it's never discussed. Know. It's never specifically pointed out. No, it's not. I wonder if it's intentional. It almost, because it's so throwaway, the scene, all of the scenes of Freddy's past in the sixth movie. Right. Yeah, because they, you vaguely see him, like, it, like you said, in the, in the yard with his daughter. But they show that house in the background. Yeah, it totally oh. is. Oh. I love that house. It's, it's very, it is a very iconic house. I want to go see that house someday. 
Oh, it house. exists somewhere? It's an actual house, I believe, yeah, in California, of course. Oh, of course, not Illinois. Of course not, but I'm pretty sure it's in California, and I think it's like an actual house that you can go in front of, like somebody lives there, like the Michael Myers house. And... Oh, I bet they're very annoyed that people always come and take photographs. Oh, yeah, or like Murder House. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like, right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. American Horror Story, like that's in uh, L.A. So. Do you like One the Halloween else? movies? Yeah, like what? The Halloween movies. So, um, I've only seen the original Halloween. Great. And then I watched the most recent, you know, trilogy, I guess it was. Oh, all three of them? Yeah. So, because when, what was the last one? Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends. We had to go back and watch it. And those they were grind him up. And the, um, yeah, that was intense. <laughs> that was such a good movie. The only part, like, you know, it made me sad when they were in the hospital and they found that one guy that they thought did it and he was just, like, mentally unstable and they were just, like, all ganging up on him and eventually, like, he ends up, like, pushed out the window. And, like, I felt really bad because I was like, he didn't do anything. Like, he's framed. I felt so bad. Yeah. That you know, is that kind of a... Funny. That was the one before that because it was before the daughter got killed. Oh, that was that that takes place in Kills. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was in Kills. It definitely has its ups and downs that trilogy, but I'm glad they did it and maybe I'm going to watch the whole thing again. Does does yeah, that I take place? Yeah, really it's just like kicks ass. Like she Oh, she Oh yeah. Oh my god. I I've, <laughs> I've mentioned this a couple times, but uh everything everywhere all at once. So I have to say I did I watched it as in Ryan and I went to watch it and I ended up falling asleep. Oh, okay. I, I, I took a nap in the corner of the couch. Yep. I'm like, it's comfy here. And like, I woke up and I was like, oh, she has hot dogs for fingers. Okay. Like what? And like a bunch of weird things were happening. He loved yeah. it. Everybody that I know that's watched it, loved it. So I'll have to give it another shot and, you know, not take a nap, but. A bunch of extremely weird things happen, but I feel like if you really. You kind of have to invest a little bit of paying attention to it. Like, you really yeah. have to, like, a lot of things happen very quickly, which is Right, why. you have to pay attention. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but I really, yeah. But, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone loves it for a reason, because it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Where were we with A Nightmare on Elm Street? I almost have a theory about that there, his goal, like, at the end of both of these movies, is that somehow he achieves like a full belief a, or like you know and like he has done something of such magnitude like blow Johnny Depp apart and cause a girl to like bomb her own house that he has just achieved control over actual reality because in the end of because the second movie has I, and now I forget exactly what like the stinger of the second movie is but much like the first movie it's this idyllic everyone's back to life everything's better the house is fine i'm going off to school it mimics the first the beginning of the movie and all of the sudden F freddie has taken over everything freddie is the bus well, he's mom's back, being yeah, he's, back on, he's back on the school bus yeah oh he's the like driver right yep i feel like i feel like the first two movies and i'll and we'll see if i still feel like this but i feel like what he achieves at the end of the first two movies is like his full power. I think so. But at the same time, like he's gone. So if he has his full power, then like, how does, you know, it's like, it takes so long. And plus like 
where do all these other people go? Like they just graduate and they don't live in the house anymore. And like, that's it. The families move out. Cause like with Nancy, obviously like, you know, her mom died there and her dad was probably like, I'm selling this house. Forget it. Hence where, you know, the second movie that kid moves in. Cause Nancy's family right. was like, no, we're not doing this. Her and her dad got out. But then the third movie, actually, no, I guess the girl doesn't live there. The house is abandoned after that. At some point, yeah. Of the house. Like, why would she be making a paper mache of her own house? I mean, I guess she could, but. I felt like she was just dreaming of that house. And the house may be yeah, abandoned so at that point. I wonder point. who was living there in that time. Or I remember, like, later on, like, the, the house is abandoned. So maybe nobody else lived in that house. Well, no, because then somebody well, else Well, it definitely in that house. doesn't. It's, it definitely isn't, you know. There definitely isn't, like, a, a cohesive answer to a lot of. Yeah. To a lot then, of like, this. Yeah. Because then, like, if Freddy versus Jason, they're in the house. Right. And, uh, 28 Elm again. So, and also somehow Nancy survives whatever happens in the end of the first movie. Right. But her mother does not. Her mother is dead. Her mother, maybe, but her mother was dead. (laughs) So maybe it's just, maybe they, maybe the movies are just ending with a final dream. The protagonist, maybe the endings just infer that the protagonist is left with nightmares about this for the rest of their life. I mean, that's quite real. That really, I mean, that's, you know, that's my, that's my official read. Or because is it, it's one final dream. Dream all of it. Or was the whole thing a stupid, or yeah. Or... <laughs> was it all just a dream? I'm dreaming that my dreams are affected. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, oh, I'm going to school with my friends and everything is fine. And that's just another bad dream that she has. You know, she's like, I had a terrible dream that my friend was slaughtered and then my other friend was framed and then he was murdered in his jail cell and then my boyfriend exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it's this... had a very long series of nightmares. <laughs> it's this, um, it's that sort of horrible nightmare where you keep waking up and you think you're awake and you think things are normal until suddenly things go horribly wrong and you realize you're having a nightmare and you kind of drift away and then you dream again that you're waking up and getting ready for work and going to school and then things go horribly wrong and then you drift away and then you just keep dreaming that you're waking up until something terrible happens. Over and over again. That girl's been having some like melatonin or NyQuil dreams or something. Something's messing with her. Dreams are a cool thing to make horror movies about. But they are pretty cool. Yeah, so this is the one where the beginning of this is like something out of Beetlejuice. The bus ends up in like a canyon. Yeah. You ever have a dream about being on a bus or a vehicle that's on a cliff tilting back and forth? I don't think so, no. I have falling dreams, though. Falling dreams freak me out falling off of something or just you are in the suddenly a dream where you are falling i'm just i'm falling i'm in the air yeah like i'm looking above at something and then i'm just falling towards it it's like you almost feel like when you jolt yourself awake it's almost like you felt yourself land it's just oh so freaky for some reason i almost i don't I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I have a dream exactly like that. But sometimes when I'm on the very, like when I'm about to sleep, like as Mm -hmm. I'm like drifting into sleep, I suddenly will feel like a sudden drop, like I'm dropping too quickly into sleep and I'll wake up because of it. 
mm-hmm. but it is a dropping feeling like I like a roller coaster sudden and it will be so sudden that it'll wake me up yeah boy having a meat brain is a weird ass experience to have it is Robert Eng- I always like it when Robert England does not have makeup on I always like it when he shows up and he's just, you know, look, he's the bus driver. Yeah, exactly. This one also establishes that the boiler room isn't, he actually worked in some kind of factory or facility that had a boiler room and that's where he was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had some questions about whether or not he worked in the boiler room at the school, but it, it really seems like, I like the idea that the boiler room is everywhere. Like in the dream, the boiler room is just like under the town. Like everyone's basement is connected to the boiler room. Yeah, everyone, at any moment you could be, if you're dreaming in this town, at any moment you could go around the corner, go down some stairs and be in the boiler room. Or like open a door in a barn and there's the boiler room. Exactly. Crazy, that's cool to, damn! There is so much cool shit in this series. I right. really, the more you watch them and you make all the connections, it's really cool. But one thing, now I'm trying to think, because when they do like the flashbacks in the beginning of Freddy vs. Jason, where they show clips from each of the movies and they have some like newer scenes that they filmed for that, when, you know, he said the parents came for him and it shows him like he has like a scrapbook of like all the like newspaper articles yes. of the kids that went missing and he uh-huh. like licks the picture to like make sure it sticks to the page. Oh, God. that's the thing out of these movies johnny depp exploding you know that's very cool but he licks a photograph and that upsets you no it is creepy yeah because it's a little girl but i'm trying to think of them that's when they they have like a bunch of like friggin molotov cocktails and they're throwing them through the window and that's obviously he's burned you know because they burned him alive but was he in his house? Was he in the boiler room where it happened? Was he in his office at whatever company it was? Like, I can't remember now if it was in a house. I'm not sure what it shows, but uh, Nancy's mom does say, uh, like, we tracked him down to a boiler room he was working or something like that. Nancy's yeah, mom mentions, I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think Nancy's mom mentions burning him to death in a boiler room, so... Maybe, yeah. Like they cornered him. Because yeah, I remember she's like, he can't hurt you. Mommy killed him, sweetie. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's comforting. That's Thanks, so comforting. Like, That's great. So... Well, now I don't have to be scared of this dead guy when my mom's a freaking murderer. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Your boyfriend ever play World of Warcraft? Um, I don't know if he did. I know his brother, I'm pretty sure, still does. And he has like for the last 13 years, Ryan will joke that his brother has been playing it for like ever. So. Uh, I, I, I easily spent the, there was a 10 period, 10 year period in my life where most of what I was doing was playing World of Warcraft. Really terrible, terrible behavior. <laughs> the, the, uh, the bus being on that, the, the desert the bus drives through with the spires reminded me of an area in World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. Uh, you said it was kind of Beetlejuicey, and I'm like, and it yeah, is I Beetlejuicey too, right? Yeah. The kind of the it's desert it's and the the some and like and somehow. Saturn. Sorry, what? Sandworms from Saturn. Sandworms from Saturn. Yeah. When, in, in the in the Beetlejuice. film Beetlejuice, do they 
talk about the sandworms being from Saturn? I believe so, yes. The sandworms live in a world referred by Beetlejuice as Saturn. It's another region in the netherworld. He says that, he says that, like, when they step out of the door, that's Saturn? I can't remember exactly. I just know, I just know that phrase, like, sandworms from Saturn, which I know from Beetlejuice. (laughs) Okay, sure, no, I mean, I don't, yeah, I have no idea, but that's, for some reason, I don't know why that caught me. That I never, I never considered them being from Saturn, but it is that, yeah, but that, and like the way something, even something about the way it looks like a, it's like a little miniature bus kind of balancing yeah, on, like a little like puppet kind of, situation balancing on top of the like rock. Like a stop motion kind of thing. Yeah. Like it looks like, like a Tim Burton film. It really is Tim burton the whole thing. And it's such, and it really like, it, there, a lot of work must have gone into that opening scene. And it really, it, the stuff I like to say about, the fact that someone actually had to build these sets and make these things happen so they could be filmed and so much of the the way that this stuff was done out of necessity and they would figure out what kind of effects they could do and then build their operation around it. Like, I'm so obsessed with, you know, they just don't make them like they used to. And they don't. And this, yeah, this, and like, I talked a little bit about like movies from the 80s and how they have just this, like no one like I feel like I mean maybe people did it's kind of like that little nightshirt that Johnny Depp wears that like I don't know if anyone ever talked like this or behaved like this but this family is fucking dysfunctional (laughs) but it's like this is like a classic 80s this this is like this family is almost like a cookie cutter like as a matter of fact yeah I was talking about how the dad in this movie is just copied and pasted into so many other families in the 80s in movies right like just this asshole dad he's so mad that the kid has not unpacked his room starts the movie mad that the kid wakes up drenched in sweat everyone's melting yeah and they're like okay (laughs) it must be the ac And dad isn't doing anything about the AC, but yelling at everybody and getting more mad. And like, but cherry bombs in there. Oh my God. I just like, (laughs) so do you think since this is a movie about Freddie taking physical possession of people and things and well now I've things it cause the bird's cage starts shaking. And when they take the cloth off, one of the birds falls to the ground dead. And then Mm -hmm. the murdering bird is the one that goes flying around the room. And this scene also is insane because there's bird eye view camera. Like the camera is swooping around like it's the point of view of the bird, like taking dives at dad. And dad's like sweat swatting at it with a. So do you think that Freddy possessed the bird, killed the other bird, flew around and harassed the family and then burst? And then burst and then went back into the kid's body. Was he already fully in the kid's body or are things starting to ramp up? That's quite possible because, yeah. Or is it just a spooky effect? (laughs) No, it was definitely, it had to be Freddy and the bird because why else would that happen? Why else would the bird just explode? (laughs) The cherry bombs. Cherry, like how what how the fuck i why the fuck does dad and but it's just it comes there's this there's this in immediate malice towards his son that's unexplained ever and he's just like 
cherry pie. I just, I can't, like, where is your, where is your train of thought? Your son put an explosive inside the bird somehow and then My remote, remote detonated it. And it also made the bird go insane and kill its partner and attack the family. Yeah. What are you thinking about, dad? What are you even saying? Send dad. He wants to send his son to rehab or some shit. Send dad to the mental institution. Sounds about right. The oppressive heat in this movie is so much a part of the horror. This is such a summer movie. Yes. Just everyone is sweating all the time and everyone is like slippery. Oh my God. Everyone is just well greased. Ugh. Yeah, I, I feel like, like the pool party though. The pool party, and exactly, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do when there, when an oppressive heat wave is melting the town and everyone's air conditioners are failing? You go to a pool party and get murdered by Fred Krueger. Terrific. Yes, absolutely. And also, you make out with the girl that you have a crush on, but then your tongue just goes Meryl to Streep. Almost, yeah, that's great. The tongue is perhaps, interestingly enough, in the first two movies, two of my least favorite effects are the tongues. I don't like it when Freddy's tongue comes out of the phone. I think it, no, I don't like that either. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. (laughs) He's just like, he's just, you know, it's always that like perverted creepiness of him, though. They Mm -hmm. always have to touch on that where it's like maybe that's how they touch on the fact that. You know, they allude to the fact that he was a child molester and murderer. sexually driven. Yeah, the tongue yeah, comes because, out. I mean, like they really go into that, like we said in the remake. But the other movies, like they kind of just touch on it. And I guess you can tell because like, yeah, he's not going after the parents. The parents don't have nightmares about this guy. And if they do, nobody knows. He doesn't come and bother them. He's like, I'm going after your kids because one, I like little kids and I'm a creep. And two, I'm getting revenge on you for killing me. I love that. This is how he tortures the parents that killed him. He's going to kill... Eventually, he's just going to kill all of the children in the whole town. Which is kind of dumb, too, because the whole reason they killed him is because he was killing kids in the first place. He's like, well, then I'm just going to kill more kids. Aha! Like, all right. It's also... It's also it's almost like violence solves nothing and that we are trapped in a never-ending cycle of karmic violence. Mm-hmm. Terrible. People should not, so to be clear, it is our opinion that people should not track anyone down and burn them alive and then buy their house and live in it. That's an insane thing to do. It's really just going to cause more problems in your life. Yeah, I mean, you're really, you're asking for it. You're just setting yourself up for more trouble. You are going to end up with rubber legs. (laughs) I did, like, man... It's be and that gif on Twitter, like there is specifically one frame where you can see her her feet flapping against, and that's that really is what kills me. Like her rubber ankles just flapping against the window. It's amazing. It's cartoon shit. It's like a blow up doll. It's so great. And it's that's so, and that is so intrinsically part of what I'm saying about the way that just these schlocky low-budget horror movies were made any way they could be made. And that's so much a big part of why I am interested in them. Yes. I like Lisa a lot. I liked her. She was a really good character because, like, despite everything that was going on, like, she just really wanted to help him. She's great. She's very, she's very adorable. 
and very mm-hmm. she's a very likable character. You can very easily get behind her. I don't know if I like the dude as much. No. Well, I mean, he's getting possessed and killing people, so you know. True. That's you know, so he's going to be a questionable. But yeah, I can really get. Be- I like Lisa and Nancy a lot. The first three movies, I think that those two. Yeah, I think Lisa really, really. I think she is. You know, I think she's a tough chick like Nancy, and she does a good job filling that particular role. Even if this movie is not about, you know, her versus Freddie, it's right. good. It's and good I mean, to have her here. Like, it's always the girls that figure it out. The guys just get killed off. And this guy, good lord, the scene where he murders his friend, not even his friend, the guy that starts out as a bully that they they somehow end up kind of starting. It's actually so cute, these two. Him and his friend have such a cute little friendship building, and it's actually nuanced, and I like it because there is something, and you know, it, it actually, it's not just, it's not just the dude's dad. Like, there is so much... There are so many assholes in this movie. Everyone is just an asshole to each other. These two friends are assholes. Uh, The friend is not in the shower scene. The friend is in the scene. He goes to his friend's room and Freddy like emerges from him and kills his friend and his dad's like banging on the door and his friend's like being murdered like right on the other side of the door. Very upsetting. And then the main, what is the main character's name? I can't even remember. <laughs> it might be, I feel like it might be Marty, but I've been absorbing I've been watching and absorbing so many things. And I've been watching Ozark with Marty Bird. But uh oh. I wonder it might I feel like it might be Marty, but anyway, uh yeah, really the 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 whole the a lot of the horror of this movie, in addition to the 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 boiling heat and everyone sweating to death, is that this dude is yes <laughs> this dude is like murdering people that he is close to and he and like he's not really the one doing it but he also is and like and he's very upset about it and there's like yeah there is some like deep i like this one i guess is what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah i really like yeah yeah and it's different because you know it's not about a group of characters who are having nightmares and they might be killed in their dreams it's about it's a personal horror. Uh, it's almost like a vampire story of a dude going out and at night he turns or a, or more maybe more appropriately a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde where the guy goes out at night turns into a monster, kills his friend in his bedroom while his dad is right there, his only friend, and then goes off and somehow unleashes Freddy upon a pool party. <laughs> Which I also love because they just like slay all these kids and like they're throwing beers at them to get them to go away and like the grills are all <laughs> throwing beers at him everywhere and then I love he just walks into the bushes just and then that's it and everybody's like uh <laughs> just disappears. Does he jump through like the sliding glass door or something? Yeah, he does. Is that, that. Is that his yeah. entrance? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, from the house. That's really dope. There's a lot of really striking, there's a lot of really good camera work in this also during that, during the birds flying around. I mean, even all the stuff with the bus, there's a lot of really interesting cinematography here. Mm-hmm. At one point, the, the bully character that the main character murders asks 
asks the main character this of Lisa. Are you mounting her nightly or what? No human being has ever said that in the 80s or otherwise. That's not the way you phrase that. that. No, that and like when you think that just automatically made me think of two, like in um, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Judd Nelson's characters like, do you slip her the hot beef injection? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. What? What the hell is that? I think, as a matter of fact, some I'm I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure someone mentions a beef injection in the film Train Spotting, and I wonder if it's a reference to Goddamn Breakfast Club. But oh, maybe. hot beef injection. I don't suppose you. I don't suppose you're familiar with a television show called. God help me, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I am not. All right, great. That's good. Let's not talk about it. It's very okay. serious. People who are fans of it are very serious. Uh, oh, I've talked about it enough. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that has serious fans that you don't want to talk to. <laughs> oh, but in the in the original English, it's a Japanese anime. In the orig in so that maybe that should have maybe I should have just led with that. That kind of says it all. In the original English translation, in the very last episode, there's a situation where like a character is talking to two other characters, and they seem like you know a, a, a male and a female character seem to be uncharacteristically uh you know kind of close to one another and a third character observes their behavior and says have you been riding his baloney pony <laughs> i've heard that one before though so like <laughs> yeah that that's that's yeah and i kind of they all kind of come from somewhere but apparently bullies in the 80s you know yeah i think so they just had very strange terms for penises and sexual acts. I guess there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, you know, I mean, and you know, there still is. Language yeah. is still wacky, but some of the way that people, and, and I do, but I mean, I do think this is just some of these lines that are just, that end up in, even, I, even the way, even script writing was so different uh during this era in the same sense that it was just do what you can to make it work get the information to the audience like it doesn't have to be i don't know i'm so cynical and old and i wish it was still the 80s and 90s and i'm mad at every cloud every cloud that has passed through that time what do you think about when he when freddie slices his skull well what do you think about the fact when he? Uh, what do you think about the scene where he slices the skin off the top of his head and he has no skull? <laughs> do you know what he I mean? Has no, he has no skull. He just pulls the whole thing back, and it's just his brain. His brain you know, is like, just directly under his skin. Everything. Is his brain? So yeah, no skull. If you, I mean, Freddy Krueger has no skull. That he was able to cut through his skull, and he just pulled the whole skull. Yeah, like, is the what? skull somehow just is his skull's paper thin and just disintegrating? With the but it just it really just looks like skin pulling away from a brain. I I was thinking about I thought about this all day when I was like eight. 
like, where was his skull? <laughs> yes, Freddy Krueger has no skull. That's canon. I guess that's it. Is he just... Well, no, because he does have a skull. Because in, in the later movies where they find the bones, they have to find his bones to bury him to release his spirit or whatever it You're is. Right. You're right. You're very correct. You're to- just like Dracula, by the way. That she's talking to his mother, the nun, who was yep. the one that was raped by a thousand, ten thousand maniacs, whatever it is, and that's why he was the way he was because... Boy, that's a, boy, that's a terrible little part of this story, isn't it? Yeah, like his mom, like, sorry, Freddy Krueger was a friggin' product of an assault and by multiple insane men on this innocent nun. Terrible. Who was like, I don't want anything to do with this. And they show him as like a weird, like deformed baby too. Like he was like a friggin' goblin. Like what? <laughs> do yeah. Uh, I mean, I, and again, I haven't seen the whole series recently. I've only seen one and two recently, but I just remember, see that's what I'm saying. You know, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm bits pieces pop up from each yeah. of the movies, and I'm like, oh yeah, that. The reason I mention it is because that in the dream child, because right? Scared that like. Her baby's going to be, like, possessed by him or something. Yeah, is it, like, a dream about a scary baby in the dream? Or, or like, some fetus imagery from the dream child? I don't know if I... I mean, there may very well be an image of Fred Krueger's birth. I don't recall it specifically, but we'll find out. We will find out as we yeah. go through. I, I honestly... Yeah, it's been a while, so this is great. I'm glad I'm watching these. I am, too. It's always fun to revisit them. Even though, like, I could watch something, like, you asked if we watched The Last of Us, and I was like, yeah, and then I'm like, what are the characters' names? I can watch that show every week, and then I'm like, wait, who's that person? I just, I know what they look like, but I can't remember the character's name off the top of my head. Like, how do I watch this every single single week, and I can't remember anybody's names? That's surely a phenomenon. Like, that is definitely something that happens. So, when I couldn't remember that Jesse's name was Jesse... I Googled it really quick and I just looked Good up. Good job, Nightmare thank you. No problem. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And then my one of my favorite things about Google is when you look up one thing and the people always ask section. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tell me. What happens in Freddy's Revenge? Okay. Which Nightmare on Elm Street tells Freddy's story? How does Freddy's Revenge end? Why was Freddy killed? Why does Freddy cut himself? wow why did freddy turn evil what mental illness does freddy have what child possessed freddy (laughs) what was inside of freddy what was inside of him (laughs) what what was inside of him not a skull Not a skull. Yeah, he did not have a skull. But again, they don't. Apparently, he has a skull because no, he doesn't. The, yeah, skull. we see his skeleton. We see his yeah. skeleton stand up and walk like, around. Gets up and like yeah, it stands up and you know, then it just disappears into dust at some point. I think something that I think is kind of interesting is that uh, Jesse. Thank you. He mm-hmm. he has the glove almost. He finds it very early in the movie, and he's got it most of the movie. But a lot of the time. When Freddy takes over his body, Freddy's knives just come out of Jesse's fingertips. And then, like, during the rest of that scene, like, I believe even, like, during the pool party, it's just a big, thick, burnt hand with, like, Wolverine blades coming out of the fingertips. 
Yeah, it was very Wolverine esque. Yeah. The way that that was because that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, it just it went right through. His, oh. It's very yeah. It's very upsetting. That's very oh boy. Yeah. It's just the yeah, and you can. Imagine being possessed and then seeing metal coming out of your body like that. Oh, and my favorite too is just like where he's just like ah, ah, and he just cuts himself out of his chest. Oh god! And then you just see like it's like it's just a skin suit that just falls off. Yeah. So it's not even no guts. So this kid has no guts anymore. He was just a skin suit. What was inside of him was Freddy. Freddy was inside of him. That Freddy was his guts and his skull. Even though Freddy doesn't have a skull. Yeah. Do you have any further thoughts on the butt bumping dance scene? Touch Just me that. all night long, by the way, is the name of the song he's dancing to. Yes. Touch me all night long. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> How do you like that, Dad? <laughs> God damn. The, the the like the inciting <laughs> tension of this movie. It, clothes in the drawer. God damn it, Dad! <laughs> Just oh. I'm so mad at Dad because he's mad at me because I haven't unpacked my room after moving into the murder house. Yeah, for real. And everyone's melting in a hundred degree heat. <laughs> You're scaring your sister. Stop it. He has a sign on his door that says, no out-of-town chicks. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? What does it even mean? And also, he's from out of town. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I wrote it down or where it would be. We might come across it. But his friend has two signs on his door indicating that there are two types of chicks not allowed. <laughs> There's a lot of no girls allowed, boy. Yeah, the way I write notes, unfortunately, is not like if I think of something, it's not too easy to... Like, we kind of just have to go through them, so maybe we'll find it. So then that must mean that his friend not anybody nightly, or what? Oh, there is an indication that, yeah, these dudes are not mounting anyone nightly because they're... If they, were, if they did not kill each other, they may have discovered that they wanted to mount each other. Perhaps. Or also, I mean, you know, they have a very specific kind of girl that they want since their bedroom signs say they can't have this mm. kind of chick or that kind of chick. You're right. They're extremely picky. Yeah. They have set the bar very high. Yeah. The bird scene is. Re yeah. First of all, first of all, the bird does not actually explode. It kind of just bursts into flames and falls out yeah. of the air because it's so it's so filled with Freddy's evil, maybe. I guess what I was kind of asking asking was, this could just be an effect of the haunting. Like, the haunting could just... The fact that Freddy's around could be driving the animals crazy. But, like, in my head canon, I'm going to think that Freddy entered the bird, killed the other one, and then flew around terrorizing the family for as long as he could. But it was just that. a bird. It couldn't handle his, his evil, so it burst into flames. Was it also, now that we're talking about, like, also, when it was so hot... Isn't like, like some things in the house are starting to melt? I got that feeling. I didn't specifically notice anything actually like melting like plastic, but like it did feel like it felt like the people were melting because they were all soaked in sweat. 
but it did get someone might have mentioned that things are melting melting on the wall or something like i feel like that's very likely it could be from one of the other movies though honestly Mm -hmm. because when you've seen them all they all just kind of mesh together after a while i feel like someone definitely mentions that things are melting like it's definitely that this oppressive feeling that the heat is just inescapable even in the house dad also says during the i i don't know if it's before or after he blames jesse for placing a cherry bomb inside of the bird but he says to his wife he says it's probably this cheap bird seed you're buying Cheap bird seed with methamphetamine that causes the bird to murder its friend, attack the family, and burst into flames in front of us. Cheap bird seed. The dad is a wacko. It was surely cheap bird seed. Two things. Detective dad. It's either cherry bomb, (laughs) cheap bird seed with methamphetamine. Detective dad. I like it when all the balls... Attack <laughs> the gym yeah. teacher. Uh, Just pelted. Pretty bizarre that the gym teacher picks him up at the S and M bar, which is pretty bizarre to have in a town like Springwood. It seems to me that there would be that many people at this S and M bar in Springwood, but mm-hmm. pretty bizarre that the gym teacher sees him and is like, "Well, since I'm your gym teacher and of authority, you're going to come back to the school with me." so I can torment you. I don't, I mean, I can't imagine being in this situation, but I surely would be like, no. (laughs) Fuck off, gym teacher. I mean, I don't know if you're in, when you're in high school, if you're that, or, you know, in the 80s, if you're just- If you're a teacher in public, you're like, well, I surely have to listen to you because you're an adult and you're an authoritative figure. Like, what? But yeah, then I like it when all of the balls begin to attack him. <laughs> he's the one, he's the one that gets killed in the shower, right? Yes, he is like, the one. Yeah, and that's that might be the first time, and it's really neat because there's like there's a lot of mist in the scene, and you see Jesse kind of like because I think I think he, Jesse either sees the balls like almost pelting him and to the point where he's getting injured, but Jesse is like afraid. He sees something happening to the gym teacher and like the mist goes by and like as the mist goes by when it starts to clear, you see the hat. Like he's got the hat on his head and he yeah. steps out of yep. the mist and he's Freddy and it's fucking, yeah. It really, this is a possession story and it's about a guy horrified about the fact that he goes out and murders people and that's so cool. Totally different than the whole dream I mean, there are nightmares and dreams, and obviously, but I mean, it is kind of a different mechanic in this one, and that's one of the reasons I think this one is cool. Right. And it's like, you know, did Freddy, was he having the nightmares originally because he moved into that house, which, like you said, it, maybe it was Freddy's house, and Freddy's like, get out of my house, kid. Or maybe the glove is just still in the basement, which it is, and just being there, you know, there's this right. malice. It's almost like at, at a certain point it is like Freddy has just become this malice that has soaked into the whole town. Right. But this is starting to be little seeds of that. Oh, I love this shit. It's so I good. love the 80s. He's also, yeah, he just wandered. Jesse just wanders oh. out of his house that night and goes to the S&M bar. The scary yeah. S&M bar from the 80s. It's pretty. Oh, funny. yeah. I also love how the cops are just like they knock on the door and they're like hi we found your naked son dad's of course dad's like he's on drugs send him away dad's such an asshole i mean i guess 
I don't know what you think if if the cops are just like, here's your naked son. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, clearly my son is on drugs. Yeah, what else would you think? Oh, the the <laughs> the toaster also blows. The toaster blows up in the heat, and I was yeah. wondering. Do you think dad, why doesn't dad accuse Jesse of putting a cherry bomb in the fucking toaster? This is a cheap toaster that you bought, he says is to his it? wife. <laughs> just blaming, just he hates his family and it's so cartoonish and it's so 80s oh, tropey God. and I just gotta eat it up. Ugh. Some rats in this movie, they do a big rat scare. Ugh. You don't like them? I mean, they always just make them seem so creepy in the movies. Yeah. I've only actually seen like an actual like rat in person. Like aside from like a pet rat, like I saw like a huge rat like one time like in a street and it was like the size of a raccoon and it freaked me out. It was, oh my God. The size of a raccoon. It was giant. <laughs> it was humongous. It was like, I was in pain and it was like. Oh, okay, okay. It, an alleyway it was creepy i was like uh-uh because like there's a lot of rats by like the water so it was uh no uh horrible and he does he starts doing the thing where he's got you know coffee maker in his room and he's drinking coffee and he's never sleeping and he's taking pills which you know is a thing that a lot of the characters do in this movie but the difference is that he wants to stay awake because if he falls asleep and starts dreaming it's not his life that is in danger. He's going to go kill someone. Like, it's exactly. really an interesting twist. He's going to become, if he sleeps, it's like Venom. If he sleeps, Freddy gets his body and gets to go out and party. <laughs> yeah, I hate the scene where he kills his, uh, where he kills his friends. And I wrote down, are these guys even friends? Because they're just, they're just assholes to me. Oh, no, this is what it says on his friend's door. His friend, it, it does not talk specifically about women. His friend's door oh. says, no nerds, no turkeys. <laughs> Great. Incredible. Yeah, things just blow up when Freddy is around. The grill blows up, the hot dogs are flying everywhere. The hot dogs are just popping. Oh, I love, yeah. He says this, which is great. You are all my children now. Maybe that's maybe that's the point of infection. All of those kids see him, and that the trauma of seeing this boogeyman at this pool party is what gets people to kind of start talking to him, and he can start coming back for his full reign of terror in three, well, four, that's and the five. Thing. That's what, you know, he can't come back if nobody's afraid. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. That yeah, no, because that's what it is in, in Freddy versus Jason. That's why, you know, he takes over Jason to get everybody scared because he's like, I can't come back if nobody remembers me. Yep. I can't come back if nobody's afraid. I, I like this part of the part of what I like about this series is that it's very gamey. It's got systems. There are like rules of how he has to, you know, do these horrible magical things to torment these people. I really I've been and yeah, man. My final note says, good God, the fucking dogs. You remember them? A little bit. They, they are like, it almost looks like they made full-size baby doll heads, cut the faces off of them, 
and then made two dogs wear baby doll faces. <laughs> and but in, and of course, it, you only see them for split second shots. Right. It's so strange. It's very unsettling. When I was a child, I did not like it. It makes no sense. They have nothing to do with anything. And in fact, Lisa just walks past them. They might as well not. They are just, it's like someone had a great idea to do something really strange looking. So good. So great. So it's there. It's really weird, especially because they have nothing to do with anything. And she just sees them and then walks past them. Yeah, they're just there to weird her out. Yeah, and us. And us. What do you think of it? What are your what are your overall thoughts? What are your final Freddy's revenges? I think that you know, cuz yeah, like you said, with the way that it ends, it just ends on the school bus and he's like I'm going to school, everything's great. I woke up and I'm happy and safe and Nope. Lisa's on the bus with me. Yeah. This is so great. I'm with this girl that I like, and my tongue's not really long when I'm making out with her now. Cool. But then the bus is going too fast, and he's like, Driver, you need to slow down. Driver. And it's like, uh oh. And the music starts getting creepy. Yes. The music is a very different kind of creepy. It's not that synth John Carpenter. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> wow, that was a really bad. I'm sorry, John Carpenter and anyone that knows what synth music sounds like. But it's not those those high notes hitting. It's it's right. much more like theremin, like bro, like rumbling anxiety type of score in this one. And so yeah, and so that kicks in and you're like, oh no, the bus is driving too fast. And yep, of course, Freddie is the driver. Really, but same thing, like it's really the 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 two endings are Look, we're waking up. It's a beautiful morning. Everything's fine. Nope, we're still in whatever this nightmare is. Freddy's revenge is that he always wins. There's no revenge of any type in this movie, I don't think. No, because I mean, like, he kills some people. But then, like, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't remember, like, it's like in this one, like, you know, every time somebody died in the first one, like, there was a police investigation. Like, when Tina died, they were like, oh, it must have been the boyfriend because he was here and then he left, so we're going to arrest him. And then he dies and they're just like, well, yep. he hung himself because he was so guilty. And, like, you know, is there only a police investigation because the police were involved because it was their daughter? You know? <laughs> well, in the second movie, they were like, I don't feel, I feel like there was no police presence at all. It's like there was just a mass murder at this pool party and, like, nobody's at school the next day, but, like, do you hear about all the kids that got killed at that pool party? Like, you know? It's weird. Like, these uh, things just happen, and it's just passive. You're right. You are right about that. And because, and in fact, most of them, most of the movies do have an element of either a police investigation or or parents that are, like, you know, either trying to keep something hushed up or, you know, kind right. of also interested in But there is a sense of the community is in trouble there have been murders. Everyone is talking about it. And in this movie, yeah, they really just know. Just there are murders happening nonstop. This, as a matter of fact, I believe I could be wrong about this, but this might be the second, the second highest amount of murders in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. The first one being Freddy versus Jason. I think so because I think yeah, there were a lot of kids that got killed at the party. Yeah, but a lot, but people are getting. But yeah, there really there is not a sense of that. And in fact, it's almost like he's almost going around. He's he's like trying to say like, 
I'm, a, I'm afraid to go to sleep or I'll murder someone. And people are like, shut up. His friend, like people have been murdered. The gym teacher has been murdered. People have been murdered. And he's like saying to his friend, I'm going to go murder someone. In fact, I, I don't even have to be asleep anymore. I was making out with her in my tongue. The, the cartoonish scene where he's like slurping the tongue back into his mouth and like shoveling yeah. it in with his hands. <laughs> Jesus, I hate the tongue. Uh, oh. Yeah, a lot of tongues all over this series, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, his friend is like, you're not going to kill. So the old, he says, the only monster that's going to come out of you is waiting for you back in the cabana with Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> but people have been killed. Like, so, yeah, but really, there is a sense that people are like, whatever. It's a thousand degrees. People, of course, people are killed. I don't care what's going on. Go, let's go to the pool party. So well, it is. Well, I guess we'll just party because there's nothing better to do than, you know, wait around to potentially get murdered because all of our friends are. There is kind of, yeah, that summer, man, summer heat waves like that are terrible, especially when, you know, there's a murderer. But what can you do about it? Like, you just, you gotta, like, you lay around in the heat and then you go to the pool party and get drunk. Yeah. Hot dogs. Hot dogs and burgers popping off the grill. So that's, <laughs> so that's most of what I have to say about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. This is awesome. Awesome to talk to you again. I'm glad we're doing this. And uh, yeah, in a, in a week or two, I'll contact you about the third one. Oh, I'm excited for that one. That one. Yeah, I mean, this is. But my favorite kills are in that one. I love the plot line. I have so many Dream Warrior shirts. Oh, it's <laughs> so great. Yeah, a lot of wacky things in this one. Really going off the, like really taking it, like really hitting this, the stride of the series. Like really, mm -hmm. really going forward with with like really serious effects, like nonsense concepts, just strange things happening. My favorite kind of shit to see in a movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you again. And I hope you have a lovely evening and uh, I will talk to you really soon. I'll be in, we'll be in touch on, uh, you know, social media and whatever. And uh, great to talk to you, Michelle. Thanks. You too. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was my talk with Michelle, and I also talked to Thrash about Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Uh, me and Thrash, Thrash Kieshu, we do a show on uh, Tuesdays at 5.30 p.m. in the evening live on Twitch TV. It's called Thought That Was Weird. You can catch it on his Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash thrash Kieshu. That's Thrash. I'll tell you what, I'll spell the whole thing. T-H-R-A-S-H-K-E-I-I-S-H-U. On Twitch.tv, I'll have a link. And I should put a link to my website in the thing below, which I always talk about and says nothing about my podcast on. Uh, I really, I mean, I'm going to say it again at the end of this clip we're about to hear. I got to... I gotta do some stuff and put some stuff on that website, but you know, you can go there and uh, get a link to my Etsy and buy some soap and support me on Patreon and see all my other social medias and uh, videos, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I won't say it at the end, because I said it now, uh, and the first thing with Thrash here, this is great, will be my reaction to learning that Meryl Streep was the main supporting actress in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, which is not... Not a thing. That's not a fact. That's incorrect. Here we go. God damn, Jamie fucking Lannister. Every time I look at Jamie Lannister's fucking face. <laughs> 
Today I, I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 Freddy's Revenge. Oh. Okay. I, I, I do remember this one. This was the one with uh, Meryl Streep, right? Meryl Streep played, like, the love interest. You're killing me. You're blowing my mind. Wait for what? No, 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 no. Yes, you yes, are very yes. confused. You must be extremely confused. Surely oh, wait, Meryl Streep. Third one. Second. That, Surely okay. Meryl Streep no. must have always been seventy-five. Surely. Meryl, with a Y. She yeah. can. That cannot be Meryl Streep. Am I losing my mind? She's not listed on here. I, that's why. That's why I'm looking. It, it is a. It is a woman that looks like her. But I feel like Meryl Streep. I feel like that girl. Like. Oh, it was Lisa I Weber. Mean, oh, it, it looks so much like Meryl Streep. Holy okay, shit. but like young. Like I feel like. I feel like this girl probably was not a teenager when she played uh, this oh, role. Lisa, but she could yeah, have been. Lisa Weber is the name of the. Uh, is the name of the girl. Okay, so. Kim Myers was allegedly class cast in the film due to her resemblance to Meryl Streep. Wow, you were blowing my mind. Dude, I thought that was really her for a minute. Holy shit. Well, wow. either way. I that was, that okay. Was, I mean, it, I I believed you. I believed you. I was like, no, no. I mean, I because thought it looked yeah. so much like she her. Does I could have sworn like that I heard that, that. I remember hearing something about about Meryl Streep, and I, I must have misheard in my haze stone, you know, hanging about. So I guess I don't know. But um. But anyways, so please continue with your with uh, the discussion about this particular dad. I watched this movie today, and I guess I thought I thought maybe we'll have to maybe there's one more dad to talk about. Honestly, I watched this movie, and I was like, I wish I had watched this a year ago, because this guy would definitely have been on my list of of bad. Because really? and really, because this guy is a he's just a perfect example. And I was thinking a lot about I've been I've been thinking a lot about how they just don't make them like they used to, and the way that like the and I've mentioned this in another conversation this week, but the but yeah, even movies and television were a lot more they were a lot more theatrical. They were made a little bit more like stage plays. There was you know there's a lot of that fast editing and you know sort of mm -hmm. high energy kind of content that we see all over the place, you know, yeah. was not present, obviously, in 1985. But it just, mm -hmm. even just the way that some stuff, it's like there, it's like there, there were certain things that weren't quite tropes yet. And obviously the, the word trope wasn't getting thrown around all over the place because it didn't have mm -hmm. to be. Because really culture was just starting to pile up at this point. Like there yeah. was still a lot of, a lot of stuff was still fresh, but anyway, the reason, so what I'm saying with all of that, and the reason I decided that we should take a look at this guy, and we don't really need to look at him too hard, just because I just wanted to present him as an example of like just, just a classic, just a just like, just such a classically written, almost very rote, almost could have been written by AI, except of course this is 1985. 
when mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, and again, it may have been one of the first times that all of these things kind of came together, but this guy is just a piece of shit. You never see him in a good mood. He's always sulking and cranky about some stupid thing, like, oh, dad is always mad. Everyone's worried about how, what dad's gonna be mad about. Just, and there's like, there's like three or four of these just within, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and I'll have to think about Friday the 13th. There's one extremely bad dad in Friday the 13th. But that's the kind that goes out and murders people with an axe. Oh, um, yeah. This guy, you know, he starts the movie. He's already mad. He, they've moved. He starts the movie. He's mad at his kid because his kid hasn't unpacked his room yet. Three times he screams at his kid about unpacking his room. Th things his kids having nightmares it's a thousand degrees in the house dad won't fix the air conditioning he's being stubborn about it or stupid or something everyone is melting there's an oppressive heat all over this whole movie and and a lot of it has to do with fucking dad uh he starts like the kid is like having nightmares obviously it's a nightmare on elm street movie they live on elm street uh dad starts screaming at the kid about how he's doing drugs He's gonna send him to the methadone clinic, like constantly. Now we're like halfway through the movie. Now, now it went from unpack your room to the kids on drugs. Mom wants to send him to therapy. Dad's like, therapy's bullshit. Fuck everybody. I'm the worst dad. It just like, it's like, it's just so fun. It's so funny that it's such a one-dimensional character that like has mm. been so useful in so many movies. To just All I wanted give... was a Pepsi, just oh, one man. Pepsi, and they wouldn't give it to me. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> Who wanted a Pepsi? Uh, that was uh, Suicidal Tendencies Institutionalized. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. so fuck uh, the main character's dad from <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2. A real classic guy. Like, really, it just, it might yeah. be that this, that 1985... This is one of the... Because there's a couple guys right around this year, as a matter of fact. There's one in, like, Halloween 3 or 4 that's just... This exact character. This exact character dumps this family. First of all, nothing bad happens to this character's family at all, except for the extreme trauma that his son goes through. <laughs> Many families in the town after this have to mourn children. Although it's very... Really, actually... I'm not. I won't get too into a Nightmare on Elm Street, but I'm starting to have a. The first two, the first two movies end uh, with some kind of indication that Freddy has almost just taken over reality altogether. The first two movies have very bizarre ending sequences, um, but other than that, this guy gets off pretty pretty clean. But this, and then and then he breaks. He dumps this family. Obviously, he goes out for yeah. cigarettes. And uh, he starts up a family over in Haddonfield, Illinois, and that's and he's also the dad in <laughs> Halloween three or four, whichever one has this exact same bad dad. But somehow culturally, this dad was emerging from our consciousness in our in our garbage in our most garbage <laughs> movies. These characters, like there are these distilled <laughs> these distilled dads <laughs> in the American zeitgeist. And perhaps it's best that we distill them out through terrible movies. Jeez. 
I, I mean, I mean, like this is like looking like beyond tropey. I mean, you got the serious. He's not like, even he's a looking, he's looking like like uh, George McFly here. You know, he's got the the horn rimmed glasses. He's got the the newspaper in his hand. Like he's gonna tell you that the stocks are down again today, Billy. I can't afford to keep your mouth fed or some shit. Yeah, he says that. Yeah, and I, I can't afford to turn to fix the air conditioner, so we're all going to sit here and melt with each other while I scream at you and keep the atmosphere oppressive. Like, it's a, like it's an interesting type of character to me because these types mm. of characters really are just tools. Like, it's not even right. a foil to another character. It's almost just It's almost just an aspect of the environment. It's especially in this case, like the theme of this oppressive heat wave in the summer and there's no air conditioning mm. in the house and every and there's no ventilation and everyone's dying. <laughs> so that's a cool Jeez. movie. So that's a cool movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I love I love um the Freddy Krueger franchise. I love like, this series. I, yeah, this series. I don't know. Well, yeah. you know, when I was, I discovered it when I was young, and it was one of the things mm-hmm. that is dear to my heart as a result of that. So, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, I'm covering a nightmare on Elm Street on my podcast. Maybe we'll talk, which is available on Spotify and nice. uh, a bunch of other shit that I'm not going to list, but I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can I'm check out. Well, actually, I need to put. Something on koyadk.tv that indicates that I make podcasts as well now. There's nothing about the podcasts. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it. I figured it out.